Visit licentureexams.com and try our samples completely free of charge. Greetings, therapist. Welcome to another fun episode of our Licensure Exams podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Linton Hutchinson, soaking up the sun here in Florida. And my co-host, Stacy Frost, is enduring the cold, battling polar bears somewhere around a thousand miles away in the up in the frigid north. Just kidding. She's only in Michigan. <laughs> well, if you ever see a polar bear here, you'll know that climate change has officially gone rogue, Linton. Mm. Still, we managed to sink our watches despite the temperature difference. So let's dive right into our hot topic of the day, emotionally focused therapy or EFT. And even if you don't work with couples in your real life practice, you're going to need to know about different theories of couples therapy for your exam. Stacy, I'm feeling a deja vu coming on. Do you have any ideas why that might be? Ah, well, we were just talking a little bit earlier today about conflict. Does it have something to do with that? No. Oh. It has to do with the fact that I lost the audio that we already did of this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, I see. Some of this will some of this will ring a bell for you, huh? Well, yeah. second time's a charm. <laughs> That's what I hear. So emotionally focused therapy or EFT is based on attachment theory. And the idea is that everyone has an innate need for three things. You know mm -hmm. what those are? Give me some clues. Feeling safe, feeling secure, and feeling accepted. Exactly. Yeah. And when someone in the relationship doesn't feel that security, <laughs> you start entering into the domain of insecure attachment. And suddenly that lovely duo transforms into the Blues Brothers with a string of unpleasant events like arguments and alienation, basically a recipe for a really unhappy and potentially explosive relationship. And we were just talking about that earlier, weren't we? We were. Yeah. Yeah. What happens when the love, you know. When the love is gone, the, the only thing gone? left is the money. Oh, boy. <laughs> exactly. The goal of emotionally focused therapy is to help Really, both the partners become more secure in their attachments with each other. Mm -hmm. Now, it sounds like tricky business, and actually it is. But as with many forms of therapy, there are some distinct stages that make it easier to understand and apply EFT. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. So there are three main stages. Number one, the stabilization or de-escalation phase. Number two, restructuring and changing the emotional bond and number three integration and consolidation so can you tell us about the first stage linton yeah during the first stage which is stabilization or de-escalation the therapist evaluates all the kind of conflicts the couple is having identifies their negative interaction cycle and de-escalates that cycle like not talking about it or any emotive kind of things after nine o'clock. Oh, that's good. That's a good, uh, that's a good rule to have in your house. Mm -hmm. All right. So what does a negative interaction cycle look like? You might be wondering. Well, yeah. let's look at a case study about a couple who has come to see you for communication difficulties. Now, this case study, their names are Julie and Chris, not based on any real life characters. And they've been <laughs> married for 10 years. And Chris starts off by asking you a question. 
Before you can even answer Chris's question, Julie jumps in and says, I already told you about that. Chris, you just don't listen. You've got a memory like a goldfish. I must have told you that at least a dozen times. You drive me crazy because you just don't listen to me. God, how many times have I heard that? <laughs> yes, that's a that seems like a very common pattern that couples uh -huh. get into. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, to wish Chris sighs and says, here we go again. I never listen and I can't do anything right. Would it kill you to just give me a break once in a while? Why can't you just drop it and let's go on? Okay. Oh, oh boy. Then Julie speaks up. <laughs> She's even angrier now and says, look, you're doing it again. You're not listening and you don't care what I have to say. Hold that on. definitely is an example of the classic negative interaction cycle when julie gets mad at chris for not listening chris gets activated mm -hmm. and he reacts by getting defensive and then when julie starts getting angrier and goes back to accusing chris of thinking that what she has to say is unimportant to chris Exactly. So now the two are blind, basically. You know, yeah. she's not seeing his perspective anymore. He's not seeing her perspective. They're stuck in this, this really negative cycle. So Yeah, so they're sort of triggering each other, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and it's a vicious cycle. It can be really hard to break out of, especially when it's been going on for a long time. So in the stabilization phase, the therapist is going to help the couples de-escalate this cycle by identifying each partner's emotions and unmet mm -hmm. attachment needs. Right. So based on that argument, it sounds like one of Julie's unmet needs might be the feel heard and respected, while Chris's unmet need is for him to feel appreciated. So understanding the dynamics of a relationship is complex. Once the therapist delves deep into the equation and identifies each partner's distinct needs, then the real work is going to begin. And the therapist will collaboratively work with the couple, guiding mm -hmm. them to brainstorm and implement strategies. Now, what's the aim of this? Well, it's really to fulfill each other's needs in a constructive and supportive way. It's not just about identification, but application as well. And this is really pivotal for the relationship growth for that couple. Mm -hmm. And when you're doing that, how do you make sure that the other one doesn't feel that you're identifying with the partner against them? That's a really good question. Yeah, I think a lot of therapists get accused of that. Oh, you're siding with him because, right. you know, yeah. So how do you, what are some, what are some strategies that you might use? You pull out from your micro skills, unconditional positive regard. Oh, yes. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. you got to really work to maintain that non-judgmental listening to giving each their time. Mm -hmm. and and really working on the language that you're using with exactly the so mm -hmm. when stabilization or de-escalation is successful the next phase emerges which focuses on reshaping and strengthening the emotional bond between both of the partners this restructuring is vital for ensuring long-term connection and understanding which both of them are looking for really mm -hmm. During this particular stage, you would play the critical role in guiding the couple in reconstructing their emotional bond. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how do you go about doing that? Exactly? Well, to do this, you actively encourage both partners to openly share their most profound emotional experiences and innermost needs. Ooh, oh, that's I can a big tell. Ask. No kidding. That's like opening up a can of worms that is like, you know, 
may have gone back from years, you know? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's particularly important for them to communicate the feelings and desires that they hesitant or fear to voice. Mm -hmm. This is really a difficult task to do. Mm-hmm. And they need to also bring up their past misunderstandings or vulnerabilities. Mm, yeah. Couples therapy is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Through this process, the emphasis is on fostering a conversation that is marked with respect, understanding, genuine compassion, and ensuring a safe space for both of the partners. Now, this is where you come in because you have to be a real good modulator Mm -hmm. Exactly for this because you can tell they're going to be triggering each other left and right. Oh, sure. Yeah. As as soon as one shares a, you know, they get to that point where they can share a little story, the other one might jump in and might get defensive. So yeah, this is a tall order. All right. So once each partner can acknowledge and validate the emotions behind the other's behavior, This new space is created for a deeper level of connection where the couple can feel safe and expressing their emotions and attachment needs in healthier ways as they go forward. Right. You got it. And the last stage of EFT is the integration and consolidation stage. Mm -hmm. This is where the couple is given tools for managing conflict in the future, processing their emotions and developing the skills they need to maintain a good and healthy relationship. In Julie and Chris's case, the therapist might encourage Chris to practice what? Active Active listening. And be more present when Julie speaks, while also helping Julie to express her appreciation to Chris for the strengths and abilities that he brings to the table. Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right, so... In a nutshell, there you have it, the three stages of emotionally focused therapy. First, we have stabilization. So during this initial phase, your primary role as a therapist is to diminish any conflict between the partners. So you're going to observe and pinpoint negative interaction patterns that might be perpetuating the discord. The ultimate goal in this stage is to lay down a foundation of trust and to establish a secure emotional environment where both partners can feel seen and heard. All right, in the next stage, uh, moving on, we arrive at the stage of restructuring the bond. And in this phase, you're going to dive deeper into the emotional maze of each individual. During this stage, the focus is really on identifying emotions, unmet needs, and aspects of the self that have been suppressed or overlooked in the past. And as a therapist, you're going to be facilitating an environment where these hidden emotions can be brought up to the surface. Furthermore, this stage aims to cultivate the sense of acceptance by the partner, encouraging an open dialogue. And it's really a time for direct communication where needs and desires are expressed without fear of judgment, like Clinton, you were talking about, that unconditional positive regard Uh or misunderstanding. And finally, the journey culminates in the integration and consolidation phase. And here, as the therapist, you will be assisting the couple in finding innovative solutions to these long-standing issues that they have. So rather than falling back into those old habits and patterns, the focus now shifts to fostering and maintaining new, healthier cycles of behavior. So when Julie says something, rather than getting defensive, right. You know, her husband is going to have a different reaction, a healthier response, and vice versa. This is where the changes made in the earlier stages become solidified. 
ensuring a hopefully lasting transformation in the relationship dynamics. Mm-hmm. So when that happens, mm-hmm. I know one technique that seems to work pretty well. It's like, go ahead and accuse me of not listening to you. Linton, you, yes. there you go doing it again. What, what are you talking about? Not listening. See, you're trying to talk over me. You're not listening. Mm-hmm. Okay. What I do is I count to five. This is a technique that Chris would do. Okay. One, two, three, four, five internally. And then say, you know, Stacy, you're right. I do do that. So uh, basically you have the person say the opposite of what they're really feeling. Oh, okay. You know, I've heard of that a little bit in assertiveness training sometimes. Uh-huh. Where you, the response that you give, it's sort of uh-huh. like, what are the, what can they say to that? You've, you've admitted guilt, <laughs> which uh-huh. is what they're right. accusing you of. Yeah. So if you, you do that, you count to five and then calmly say, you know, you're right. I do that. I do talk over you. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the coping mechanisms that starts to bring on that communication so that they can interact with them. Okay. Uh, Good one, Linton. Yeah. So wrapping up today's episode, there was one other thing. What was it? Oh, yeah. That uh, EFT was originally developed to use with couples, but you can adapt it to use in individual and family therapy just as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a really good point. So EFT can be helpful in a variety of treatment modalities. So keep that in mind when you're studying for your licensure exam. Mm -hmm. So don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Until next time, remember, it's it's in in there. there.